Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to catch up on some of the news stories from the last 48 hours or so. We haven't done one of these since last week. The finals footy been very busy and whatnot. But we'll go around the league on Clarkie's Rugby League column. Uh, puts up all the news stories every single day. I've picked out some of the ones uh, that caught my eye that I can touch on. The very first one comes from... Travis Main on Fox Sports. It's about the Kangaroos side. Pat Carrigan has delayed his ankle surgery to potentially play for the Kangaroos if selected. Meanwhile, Payne Haas is set to undergo a shoulder a shoulder clean-out surgery. However, he should be available to return for the World Cup. I love that Paddy Carrigan's made this decision. I personally think he will be one of the automatic selections in the Kangaroos squad. I think he's been fantastic this year. In State of Origin, he was unbelievable. He is a true leader of men, Paddy Carrigan. Uh, as much as the season for the Broncos went to shit at the back end, it's pretty evident that it was during the period that he was out for a few weeks. He came back and, you know, they looked a little bit better, but not that much better, to be fair. So there wasn't like a huge bounce back when he walked back in, but I think he has definitely earned his spot in the Kangaroos squad at absolute minimum, uh, but I would definitely find a spot for him in my 17, Paddy Carrigan. I absolutely love the way that he carries himself. Absolutely tough as nails. He's just got it all, Pat Carrigan. He's a guy that I can see being a future captain of the Queensland Maroons, <clears throat> and well, without a doubt, the Brisbane Broncos, but also the Queensland Maroons as well. So I would definitely be taking him in my squad without even writing down names. I just know that I would find a spot for him in there somewhere. If Payne Haas can play, he will be one of the starting front rowers you would have to assume, or at least on the bench. I think he will be there, Payne Haas. All right, Latrell Mitchell. This one it comes from the Daily Telegraph from Fatima Kadosh says, The Rabbitohs fullback has declared the club was not lying down for penalties or attempting to milk them. He believes the bunker was at fault. His quote is, well, the bunker has taken over the game, but that's the game of rugby league at the moment, he said. Uh, Latrell's right, but I probably think he's just saying what needs to be said about them not milking the penalties. I think they definitely were, but I don't have a problem with it, to be honest with you. You play these games to win them. Uh, sometimes you have to do things you're not stoked about, but if the NRL's going to 
set the rules out that you can stay down, you can earn yourself in penalty. Penalties are simply too important to the game. I understand against the spirit, I know that people don't like seeing it, but at the end of the day, Latrell Mitchell, South Sydney Rabbitohs, whichever fucking team you're playing for or whatever, you all get paid to win football games. You in particular get paid to win big football games. There was a moment with Val Holmes on the weekend where he took what I thought to be a pretty blatant dive that people were pretty upset about, but credit to him, it won the game of football for his team. That's our next story. Val Holmes, Buzz, Buzz Rothfield has praised Valentine Holmes for taking the dive of the year to rob the Cronulla Sharks of victory. Uh, tough to agree with Buzz a lot of the time, but I kind of do on this one. I don't like the dives and everything, and I get that it upsets people, and it's not really rugby league and whatnot, but these guys, if I'm coaching them or whatever, I'm, it's for, for me, it's always do whatever it takes to win. If it means you have to stay down and, you know, get the guys upstairs to have another look at tapes, so be it. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. I understand why people get upset and understand why people will be pissed off at me for my thoughts on it. Uh, but winning is what matters at the end of the day, especially in these big games. So at the end of the day, if players weren't making head contact at all, you probably wouldn't have these issues. Um, and that's what it comes down to for me. You've got to play by the rules that are set out. If there's a way to take advantage of them, I am all for guys taking advantage of them. Probably easier for me to say than you guys, though. Obviously, I I don't have a team that I support, so when you get done uh, against you for diving, I imagine it must fucking suck. But, unfortunately, part of the game now. Uh, James Tedesco, the Blues captain, has been awarded the Brad Fittler Medal as the Blues MVP for the third time in just five years. What an incredible effort by James Tedesco. Look at that New South Wales side at the moment, pretty stacked as well. A heap of talent there to win three in the last five years by James Tedesco. That is incredible. A very, very good knock there. You've got to consider as well that last year he obviously didn't get it, but fuck, I'll tell you what, he was very unlucky. Obviously, you had Tommy Turbo who was playing like a roaming fullback role, and you have a look at all the big players Turbo came up with, especially when they weren't on that right edge. Quite often, Teddy was just on his inside, and if Turbo wasn't playing that role, it wasn't in that team, it would have been Teddy coming up with all those big plays once again. He sort of took a little bit of a backward seat, because other guys had the hot hand, which is why Teddy is so good. He's not all about himself, he's about whatever team he is playing for. So credit to James Tedesco, an unbelievable effort to win three of the last five, and you consider some of the players in that football team, very, very impressive by Teddy. Our next one, Jared Wairia Hargraves, obviously got a three-game suspension Suspension off the back of the game against the South Sydney Rabbitohs on the weekend when his roosters were knocked out. I think the three-game suspension was fair enough. Very interesting what happens here. Obviously, the whole Taylor May situation with him getting suspended, it being pushed back to next year. I don't know if the NRL, when they were making up that rule, just forgot that there was a World Cup at the end of the year, and that's when he'll serve it or not. I don't know how it's going to fucking play out. Can't wait to see how we which rules we make up to weasel our way out of that. But Jared Rhea Hargraves, he will be obviously featuring in the World Cup. And Kiwis coach Mike. Michael Maguire is set to stick with JWH and select him for the World Cup squad. He'll be suspended for the opening three games and return for the knockout stages. Uh, I think it's an absolute... Uh, blatant, obvious decision that you pick JWH. You 100% want him in your team. He could be missing for the entire fucking World Cup and be back for the grand final, and I would still pick him, to be honest with you. He's just one of those guys. You want him in your team. They're going over there to England. It's going to be played really tight through the middle. He's the perfect sort of guy that you want. He's got a bit of grub in him, no doubt about it. 
And as much as I'm sure just about everyone that doesn't go for the Roosters probably hates JWH, fuck you would love to have him on your team because he is an enforcer. He's a guy that stands up. He does the shit that no one else wants to do. And if the Kiwis are going to win this World Cup next year, this year, sorry, they're going to have to stand up to some pretty big forward packs and he's the alpha that you want. So I would 100% pick him. The three-game suspension does not worry me in the fucking slightest. You probably only would have played him for one or two of those pool games anyway. So they'll be just fine without him, but they will need him come the big game. There's no doubt about it. Our next one comes from Fox Sports about Bronson Zeri. Uh, the Bulldogs are reportedly interested in signing Bronson when he returns and are planning to organise a meeting between him and Cameron Serraldo. Uh, I've been watching him actually train the last few weeks at a local park that I train at a little bit. He has been training there as well. Uh, he looks pretty big at the moment, but fuck, he's moving quick. I've seen a couple of articles and everything take these pictures of him where he's just finished gym sessions and he looks huge and saying that he's you know way too big, whatever. Mate, you should see how quickly he's moving over the turf. He looks great at the moment. Bronson, he's very, very excited about coming back. He's very keen. Doesn't shock me that he's looking to join the Canterbury Bulldogs. Obviously, his best mate is Kyle Flanagan. They've been very good mates since they were very young. So, doesn't shock me in the slightest that Bronson would link up with Canterbury and join Flano over there. And I think he'd be a fantastic signing. He's made his mistakes. There's no doubt about that. We're not excusing it in any way, shape, or form. He's done the crime. He has served the time. And I think you will see him come back and have a pretty successful NRL career. And I think he's a guy that um, teams should definitely be fighting to get their hands on because he's got natural speed and natural ability uh, that not many guys do. I still think he can really become a superstar in our game and I definitely think he can play rep football as he moves on. I promise you, he is moving incredibly well at the moment. He is probably a little bit bigger than when he got sus- than when he got suspended from our game, no doubt about that, but he's absolutely fucking cruising. So I would be all over Bronson if I was a footy side and I think Canterbury would be a really good get. Speaking of speedsters, This one comes from Zero Tackle, and the journalist is Scotty Pride. Bevan French. The William Warriors have reportedly offered Bevan French a much larger contract than the Knights, and the fullback is no certainty to return to the NRL anymore. There were rumours going around that Bevan French would be heading to the Newcastle Knights. They were not confirmed yet, obviously, uh, but I thought it would be a pretty good get for Newcastle. They'd obviously play him on the wing, I think. He can play fullback, but I think the Newcastle Knights got rocks in their heads if they're not playing KP in the fullback jersey. There was talks of him playing at six. They then went and signed Tyson Gamble, so you would have to assume KP is going to be playing one, so they probably would have found a wing spot for Bevan French. He is killing it over there in the Super League. He's been very, very successful. They absolutely love him over there. If he can get good Bicky to stay over there, I've got to tell you, respectfully to Newcastle, I don't know if I'd be coming back to uh, a bit of a shit fight of a club at the moment. There's been more dramas going on at the Newcastle Knights over the last few weeks that probably haven't been exposed just yet. Uh, So very, very interesting. I would probably be staying over at England if I could get a good deal there. Ashley Klein. Now, this one comes from Brent Reid from the Daily Telegraph. Brent Reid believes Ashley Klein is being unfairly criticised for the Roosters v. Rabbitohs game. Klein wasn't the one hitting blokes in the head. He wasn't the one rabbit-punching players as they lay on the ground. He wasn't the one exaggerating to milk penalties, he said. I kind of agree to some extent. I think, as I've always said to you guys, and I'll always stand by, I think we've got a bit of a referee bash culture in rugby league. I saw a lot of pages and everything getting stuck into Ashley Klein. Look, I don't think he handled it the absolute best way he could, but there's no way that that game was ruined by Ashley Klein or whatever. I mean, seven sin mins, it was a finals game. What did you did we, was there anything that happened in that game that you wanted guys sent off for? I just, I, I don't know what more he sort of could have done. You can't just let guys go wild like they were out there. He had to do something, kept using the sin bins. Things weren't changing. It was getting a little bit out of hand, but 
but fuck, uh, and I, I know it's so easy to sit down. I said this on Bloke on Monday, and I stand by it 100%. I know it's easy to say, oh, he lost control of the game. Fuck, it was a hard game to keep control of. These blokes, it's like they forgot there was a game of football on. It's like they forgot their season was on the line. I, I feel a bit sorry for Ashley Klein and the negativity he's copped off the back of this game. Obviously, it isn't an isolated incident. He's obviously had his moments throughout the year where he's come up with some pretty bang average things that people are obviously snowballing into this game, and I understand that. But I really did think he's caught the rough end of the stick off the back of this game. At the end of the day, we have never really seen players act the way that they did on Sunday afternoon. We haven't seen it in the NRL probably since the 80s, realistically, when it wasn't even the NRL. So I feel a little bit sorry for him. I think it's really easy to sit on the couch and say he should have done better or he lost control of the game or whatever. Pretty tough situation he found himself in, in my opinion. Our next one, Cameron Munster. This one comes from the great Cam Smith on SEN Radio. Cameron Smith believes Cameron Munster is set to leave the storm. The quote is, if I'm brutally honest, if he is going, if he was going to commit to the Storm and extend his contract, he would have done so by now. I feel like he will be going to the Dolphins, he said. I agree with Smithy. Smithy I do not think Cam Munster will remain at the Melbourne Storm. I think he definitely will be leaving, whether it's the Dolphins or the Roosters. I keep hearing the Roosters, but the Dolphins do make more sense. There is no doubt about that. Obviously, Wayne Bennett has got an incredible pull in our game, but I'm telling you, do not rule out the Sydney Roosters just yet. I would wouldn't be surprised to see him land there. But I do agree with Smithy. I think there is next to no hope that he is at the Melbourne Storm in 2024. I think he will leave. All right, next story comes from Michael Karianas from the Courier-Mail. On Jamal Foggy, the Raiders halfback admits he is planning to target the Eels back three with floating bombs this round. No doubt about it whatsoever. Even if Nathan Cleary didn't put Wonga Blake into a coma with bombs last week, you still know that Wonga Blake is the guy that you kick to in that team. Always has been. You can try and get an error out out of him. There's other guys in this league that are like that. If you test them out, if they're having a bad night, if they drop the first one, they'll tend to drop the second, third, and fourth one. Wong is one of them. Corey Oates is one of them. Fergo was one of them for a long time. Your Aku, your Artes. There's a lot of guys around the league that you can sort of target. And if you get an early mistake out of them the first time, you can target them and get a few more out of them throughout the game. But if they catch that first one, you're in a bit of curry and all of a sudden you need to change your whole game plan. So hopefully Wonga Blake, he can bounce back from last week. I will say this, despite it being a prime night for Wonga. I don't think many guys would have done all that much better, to be honest with you. I thought that Nathan Cleary was just hitting them so sweetly. There was no kick pressure on him, which also made life very hard. I'm sure the Parramatta Eels, they will put a big emphasis on their kick pressure this week, because last week it was piss poor, and fuck, if you're going to give Nathan Cleary that much time to pick out a player and let one of the best boots, probably the second best boot in the NRL target a guy, you're going to find trouble very soon. Still on the Canberra Raiders, this one comes from Buzz Rothfield. Joey Tapanay, multiple NRL Clubs are reportedly lining up to sign Joey Tapanay and could offer him $1 million per season. I've got more than half a dozen clubs expressing interest, his manager said. I think it's an absolute joke that he could be offered a $1 million. He probably is the premier front rower in our game at the moment. There has never been a front rower that is good enough to be paid $1 million, though, in my opinion. You simply don't have enough impact on the game. And Joey Tapanay couldn't possibly be having more impact on games than what he is right now. I still think the $1 million mark is ridiculous. They had their Malmeningle Meninga medal the other night, sorry, uh, where they announced their player of the year. Joey Tapanay won it, and I think he had double the points of second place, which was Jack Whiten. Uh, incredible stuff. I think he had like 45, and Jack Whiten might have had 22 points. Unbelievable for to be that dominant throughout this season is just insane. Joey Tapanay, I think he is the best front rower in rugby league right now, but offering him a million dollars, it's a hard pass from me. I couldn't do it. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, our next one. And these two will be kind of linked. So West Tigers chairman has apologized to club sponsors and members saying he can't put a positive spin on their season. We have now drawn a line in this. We have now drawn a line in the sand. This is a line in the sand moment, he said. Also from Brent Reed from the Daily Telegraph. Uh, yeah, look, I. Uh, yeah. Look, if the Tigers can't turn it around next year with Isaiah Papali'i and Api Curacao arriving there, I'm not sure how this will ever turn around, to be honest with you. They've welcome backed your Benjis, your Robbie Farrows over the years. Nothing's really changed. Had Harry Grant for a brief period. Nothing's really changed. Uh, obviously stuck with the same halves, brought over Jackson Hastings, signed Dewey. Nothing really changes. It sort of just gets worse over there. There's more noise. If Appy arrives there, a premiership winning hooker, a two-time premiership winning hooker, sorry, who was also just a key part of what the Penrith Panthers have built arguably the key part of what turned it all around. Uh, and Isaiah Papali'i arriving there, who's the best forward in rugby league as it stands right now. Uh, unbelievable. Just fucking crazy if this can't turn around. So it's all good and well to talk about the line in the sand moment and make all the right noises, but we need to start to see some of the actions from the West Tigers. Picked up their first wooden spoon this year. I'm not quite sure how they've managed to avoid the wooden spoon for the last 10 or 15 years, but somehow they have. Uh, so yeah, they really need to turn that around. On the Tigers as well, this one comes from Fox Sports, Isaiah Papali'i. The Tigers recruit has again refused to commit to his contract with the club. Everyone wants to hear that I'm coming, but I can't say anything just now. I can't really comment on the situation. We'll just leave it at that, he said. Obviously, doesn't fill you with confidence. I'd be curious how I did jump on the lounge with Matty Johns and the boys on Sunday night, I think it was, after the Roosters game, and he's just straight out said, yeah, I'll be there. I'll 100% be at the Tigers next year. There is no doubt about that. So really interesting with Zaya Papali'i, and I'll tell you what, if he hasn't committed uh, anytime soon, he is about to go on a World Cup with Michael Maguire. Uh, if the Parramatta Eels do get knocked out this weekend, for example, uh, he'll start training with Michael Maguire pretty soon, and I can imagine that Madge, uh, as the Kiwis coach, of course, he won't be painting the West Tigers in a great light. So uh, the West Tigers, they would want to get this sorted pretty quickly. You don't want to nag the guy before his season is over, but as soon as he puts down his last beer from Mad Monday and wakes up the next morning, I think you want to get on the dog and bone pretty pretty quickly and try and sort out this situation because if he does not come, that will be a huge dagger uh, in the heart for the West Tigers, especially after losing Luke Garner, especially after losing Luciano Lelua. Uh, it's going to be very, very tough for them to fill that role. They'll have a bit of money, but also there's not a hope in hell you're going to get a better player than Isaiah Papali'i. No one's going to consider going there that's of his sort of uh, talent, ability and whatnot. So interesting times for the West Tigers. Hopefully they can land Isaiah Papali'i, uh, but it will be very interesting, especially as he's about to go to England for a couple of months with Michael Maguire, who I'm sure will uh, mention every little bit of dirty laundry that he possibly fucking can about the West Tigers. Very, very interesting. Hopefully he does go there. Great to see Appy going there, and hopefully this is a line in the sand moment for the West Tigers, but I've got to tell you, I am far from confident on that. That is all your news, guys, from the last 48 hours or so. Plenty to touch on there. If you've got, if you disagree with any of my thoughts on anything, or would like to add anything to any of 
my comments on these news stories, please send me a message at Rugby League Guru on Instagram. We can have a yarn about that there. Just a reminder too, guys, we have still got the merchandise that is for sale, www.rugbyleagueguru.com.au. You can get stuck into hats and T-shirts there that you've seen on social media and on Bloke in a Bar clips over the last few weeks. All available there. We are selling out pretty quickly, so if you would like to get in before the end of this week, I think they'll be gone at the end of the week. So try and get in there and get your orders in ASAP. Cheers, legends. Appreciate you always. We'll talk to you a little bit later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.